News Radio 680 WPTF. Are we here? Yeah, we are. Good. Show is called Making Your Home Great. Dave Alexander. In the big studio, telephone number 919-860-9783. Call us right now if you want to talk about uh, what we're talking about today and what we are talking uh, about. Uh, Tim Ferruzzi and myself, uh, we're talking about making your home great. Lewis Sadler is in the studio. Lewis, say hey. How you doing? Good. Thank you for having us. Good to hear you. Uh, Valerie Jurek Henry also with us. That is I. Hello. Yeah. And we are talking today. The topic is... Aging in place, which was my uh, honestly, guys, that's my plan here at News Radio 680 WPTF. <laughs> I feel sorry for that. <laughs> just to just to stay right here. Now, uh, again, I'm going to give you the number, and if what we have to say today tickles your fancy or raises some questions in your mind, go ahead. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three, and. Um, Tim is the owner of Handy Helpers and Heinland Roofing. Between Tim and I, we have decades of home improvement experience, all of it his. Uh, and between now and 4 <laughs> o'clock today, we hope to put on a, a good show for you. For sure. All right. So, Valerie. Um, yes. You're, you're kind of in the hot seat today because this is your, your topic and your, uh, your hour. This is my wheelhouse. Now, aging in place kind of sounds like... Uh, a rocking chair. <laughs> no, it sounds chair. only cheese and wine should be aging, not people. Aging, right? right? I saw. I saw that. I saw them. Saw them open for uh, Pink Floyd oh, in '82. Oh my! Yes. You yeah. just dated yourself. All right. So, tell me about uh, the kind of construction. I'm assuming this has to do with growing older. Well, aging in place is is a is a is a term that I I wish they would have. Um, not use those words. Lewis and I spoke about this. If you say aging in place, as soon as you say the word aging, what do people think? Old, retiring, my yeah. grandparents, or whatever. And it's not. So if you take that word aging out and put the word thriving, thriving okay. in place, oh, how would that be? Okay. So put thriving in place. But what is in place? In place is a home. So right. aging in place, if you say thriving in place, you want people to live at home for as long as possible. And that's what this whole aging in place is. How do you get people to live at home for as long as possible without being sent to a nursing home? Because the biggest thing is the house. Independently. Independently and safely at home. Mm -hmm. The house is where everybody wants to stay. That's the in place. So if you can create a design or educate about products and services that help Mm -hmm. people stay at home for as long as possible, why not? And this is what the nation, the country really needs to step forward and push out the information on. Another phrase that uh, would be of interest to people in our listening area is universal design. Universal design was actually coined at the School of Design at NC State. Now, unfortunately, that department of the School of Design is no longer there. Funding fell away. They still have a lot of great resources there. But uh, NC State had a lot to do with really pushing this nationwide uh, and, and the awareness of universal design and home sustainability for, for families. Now, does that tie in with ADA? Is that basically another word for well, the American Disabilities Act? I but think I mean, it's all that beyond. Kind of, yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, but right. it's beyond. ADA is a limitation to me. It, right. it states ABCD. Right. Universal well, yeah. design. Also, I would say called inclusive design. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. more of an image mm-hmm. is beyond the ADA regulations and guidelines. And you also have to understand that ADA only applies to commercial construction. 
ADA doesn't have, there's no code or rules or rhymes or anything as it, as it relates to residential. Right. So the two don't apply. So when people sometimes will ask me, well, does your house meet ADA guidelines? There are no ADA guidelines. Yeah, but when you do something, when the VA comes in and says, we're going to help this veteran redo the interior of house, aren't they following ADA specs to some degree? They follow some to some degree, but yeah. that's that's the VA. I and work with the VA. Yeah, that's that's the only, you know, VA is the only one that comes in and actually inspects for that. Right. Your local code enforcement officer, when he's coming and doing the inspections for a home, yeah. he, the only thing he looks at is the guidelines still for a, a, a ramp. Right. It still has right. to meet a 1 in 12, right. that type of Because there are no requirements. Since there are no home. requirements yeah. for a home being accessible. Right. Unless, you, unless it becomes a commercial setting of some kind, correct. like multifamily. Right. right. Okay. But if you have it, even the veterans, they have a grant, which is called a HISA, H-I-S-A, mm-hmm. goes up to $6,800. Mm-hmm. So the veterans, with one of my businesses that you know, mm-hmm. um, Freedom Frogs, people will call and say, hey, who can I get to come in for a uh, accessible bathroom, mm-hmm. a roll-in shower? They have no idea. And it's nobody, there's no requirements. It must be. A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. a construction company comes in and does it. Mm-hmm. But when you have the larger grants, SAH, SHA grants, there are some rules and regulations that start setting right. in. But right. for the end of just accessibility in bathroom and whatnot, it's just mm-hmm. whoever shows up with what they show up with. And I would bet, because I've looked at Lewis Adler's work on his website, which is, again, what? SadlerConstructionNC.com. SadlerConstructionNC.com. You want to take a, if you want a visual while you listen to the show, that's the website to go to because you will scroll through pictures of finished products that meet these things. So, so ADA, ADA would be smaller. You know what I mean? ADA is yes. a minimum. Mm-hmm. But this, I mean, we're talking about not walk in closets, but roll in closets. And closets that you could turn around a wheelchair in, mm-hmm. or you could go in with your walker and comfortably pick your clothing, where a regular standard middle-class home closet is far too small. So I have something else to add to that. Yeah. So when we talk about aging in place, we, we talk about walkers and wheelchairs, like you just said. Mm-hmm. But let's open, let's broaden our horizon on that. Yeah. So if you talk about inclusive design, so you widen doorways, you said, for a walker. But what about if we have this design with wide doorways, which yeah. helps the elderly people, let's just say. Yeah. But it's also having that design, it makes it easier if you want to move furniture yeah. in and out mm-hmm. of a room. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have the aging parent there, but that design helps. Or stepless entries that Lewis and I talk about. It's not so much for having a wheelchair. Yeah. If it's a woman with a stroller and a baby carriage, it makes it easier to get in a house. So well, these designs in place are for everyone. And, and that sparks a thought to me. I went to a house that was just built uh, probably in the last year, and the couple are, the couple are probably maybe mid-60s. And they're already having issues reaching the upper shelves inside the closet. You know, mm-hmm. these things are so so high up. They're talking about bringing them down. So, and that's I would think that would be somewhat that's related definitely to what you're talking exactly. About. Yeah. So now, Lewis, you you talk you have your own cabinet company as well. Well, there are a lot of accessories too for folks that have already got a house. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to pay to tear their cabinets totally apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are those accessory devices that you can put in a cabinet. You take the shelves out, you open them up, and there's a device that. Uh, it can either be remotely controlled or they can grab it and all the shelves come down mm-hmm. so they can reach them. Mm-hmm. And then it's by hydraulic and it'll go right back up again. Mm-hmm. These are the things that we try to do from the design standpoint uh, to keep people from having to spend that extra money and have folks come back and have to retro later. Uh, uh, obviously, people that are living in their home, it's there, it's their community, it's their church, it's where their kids or grandkids, they don't want to move. And yeah. we're there to help them out. 
But one of our main goals is from the new construction aspect to educate people that when you're going to build a home, whether you're 45, 55, 65, that you're focused on and, and uh, incorporating as many of these aspects as you can to save you money down the road so you don't have to do it later. And we're going to talk much, much more about the idea that it is not just for somebody who is injured today or someone who is disabled. This is for somebody who plans to live in their house for a while. Right. And it's not just about age. Because right. I saw that boot it's, on your foot as exactly. I walked in. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> let me just tell, let me just tell Dave, you, I've gone, through, I've gone through it all, and there's a story about the boot that I can't get into on the radio. But basically, okay. yeah, I'm in a situation where occasionally I have to, uh, let's just say, adopt creative procedures for getting across the room, okay? And I have been in a wheelchair temporarily, found it to be impossible in my home. Right. I was taking out door frames. I mean, my wife says, no, you're, you are not going through that closed door. No, don't worry about it. I'll just kick it with my, the end of my wheelchair. She's like, no, we can't. that's an expensive door. <laughs> These are the sorts of things you got to deal with before you need them. Right. Really right. honestly. So wouldn't it make sense to have a house built with a design yeah. that's inclusive to begin with, whether you're 20 years old, 30 years old, or whatever? Right. Yeah. It ages I'll, with you. I will tell you the story of how it is that impossible for my house to be that way because the original design was bizarre. You'd almost have to tear it down or gut it in order yeah, to solve the problem. That's a problems. redesign. Right. <laughs> All right. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. You can be involved in this conversation. It's Making Your Home Great. Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander, your hosts. Our guests are Lewis Sadler of Sadler Construction. And Valerie Jurek-Henry, is your company really Frog something? Freedom Frogs. Freedom Frogs is Freedom. one of my companies. Freedom yeah. Frogs, all right. Freedom That's one Frogs. of my companies, yeah. And we're, we're talking about not aging in place, but thriving in, in place yeah. here on Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. Um, News Radio 680 WPTF. We are on the air with Making Your Home Great. Quick AccuWeather forecast. Includes clouds and some rain and a high near 61 overnight, low 56. And right now it's 53, real feel 52, News Radio 680, WPTF. Making your home great today with uh, Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander, Louis Sadler and Valerie Jarek Henry talking about universal design. Tim Ferruzzi, of course, from um, Highland Roofing. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Highland Roofing and Handy Helpers. And Handy Helpers. And, of course, Lewis Sadler, you know him from Sadler Construction Company. And Glad to be here. I didn't realize that this was a main focus of your work. That's all we do. Really? Yeah. It, it, it does turn some heads. Actually, Valerie and I were talking about this a little this morning. Um, we'll get customers on occasion will come to us and say, I want to finish my basement. Um, or I saw your work. The work's great. The craftsmanship. I want to build a house. If it doesn't have universal design application or accessibility to it, we refer them to somebody else. Wow. Because that's, that's our brand. That's all we do. We're that passionate about it, and it's something we want to educate people on. I give people this challenge when they call me up, and they say, I don't want any of those features. So I'll tell you what. You convince me that they won't be a benefit to you when you spend that kind of money on your home, and I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. They're never going to win that discussion. Well, so. and it costs a lot more to add those things later, later on. Those up yeah. front. Yeah. You can buy a house. Look, Lewis, what's the, what's the cost of having? Our, our homes versus a traditional new home will run about 5% more. The majority of that is site work. Yeah. 
because we have no steps going. We don't do slabs because slabs are bad for you if you have arthritis. Mm -hmm. So we still have, and we're green builders, so it's Mm -hmm. the condition crawl space. So in that crawl space, condition crawl space uh, design, we still have no steps going from the garage into the house. Mm And then there's at least one other area of the house that we want to have no steps. We want those separated. So if somebody does have mobility issues and a fire breaks out, we want two points of exit and entry yeah. for them to be able to get mm-hmm. in and out safely. And so the majority of that is that cost. As you probably know in your work, if you have to come in and somebody wants to widen a door, that's yeah. okay. Well, I can't get in my bedroom. I've, 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 I, I twisted my knee or had to get a knee replacement. Yeah. I'm in a walker for a while. My door's two six, which is for those that don't know, it's two foot six inches wide. Yeah, I need it wider to go in and turn that door into a three o door. It affects the drywall on both sides. Yeah. It affects the structural on Frame, top of it. Yeah, the header, the framing. It affects the flooring underneath it because now wherever the flooring was, that opening is now bigger. So if you had hardwood, now you have gaps on the bottom. Yeah, you put the hardwood down. Now you got to sand the hardwood. And there all might back. be some electrical. Yeah, it, it just goes on and on. The cost of that, I tell people, you're starting at about fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. For me to do a new construction to install a 3-0 door versus a 2-6 door yep. cost me about an extra 42 bucks. Yep. All right. I promised a quick story about my bathroom. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that the – what do they call an architect who, does, who graduated in the bottom 3%? They call him an architect, okay? Because I have a situation in my house where to get into my master bedroom – we open into the master bedroom, okay? So the door swings into the room. The bathroom door then, I, I don't know how to explain this, but if I was in a wheelchair or a walker, as I tried to do, I had two doors banging into each other, okay? Uh, your bedroom door, door opened up to the entrance of the your bathroom, bathroom door. door. Yes, yeah. and, and, and it's it, to open, you'd have to open one, get into the room, close that door, then turn around in a chair, and by the way, you can't really reach behind you to close totally another door. And then you got another door. Wow. It's, it, it's insane. But what I year also, was that house built? This is about a 15-year-old house. That's not old. And I'm telling you, we've got people who are still designing houses. Just like that. Just like that. Same old, same old. And they're all in my neighborhood because mm-hmm. it's the same fella or the same woman who designed these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what should they have done? Should all of our doors be larger? Well, all? They should all be all be larger uh, that that are rooms that you can enter into. Obviously, a coat closet does not need to be larger. Yeah. But if it's any room that the body can enter into, you want that door to be a minimum two foot eight. Okay. A two eight door. Yeah. Uh, that's for the standard home. That's the door that normally you'll have in your laundry room. It's big yeah. enough for a washer and dryer to get in and out of a major appliances. That somebody can get through in a walker or a chair slowly. Yeah, <laughs> without busting their knuckles. Yeah, three foots is is what you really want to try to achieve if if it's possible in the design. Uh, so yeah, every room that you can go into, you want to have that door, regardless of the size of of, of the room itself. But you want at least to be able to get into it. Dave, are you thinking about remodeling? Uh, By chance, <laughs> at some point, Actually, I have a good you know, construction uh, guy. You know what? You, <laughs> you know something? I got I've got two construction guys and one construction lady here in the studio. Yeah. Well, let's talk about remodels for a second. Yeah, please. If we're going to go there. Some people, like we just said during the break, cannot afford or really doesn't want to at this point of their life get a new house or afford a new house. But yeah. they want to stay where they are. They want to live in place, thrive in place. Yeah. It comes down to remodeling, 
right? So okay. if you remodel, what are we going to do? Like Lewis said, widen doorways, raise the toilets up, get stair glides. I mean, people can't make it up or down the steps anymore because of their knees or their hips. There's a product called a stair glide. Can't get up and down the steps. They have ramps or vertical platform lifts. There are plenty of products and features in a house that can be done, quote unquote, remodel to keep you in there longer, safer, more independently. So, Lewis, on, on that note. What- well, and, and some of them, it, as I try to tell people, you don't need to do Everything right. you at one time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and don't be it's overwhelmed in what that cost would be. Um, there are simple things that you can do on a step-by-step basis. A lot of folks, mobility-wise, they still may be getting along fine, but say, you know, the the the, the hands aren't quite as strong as they used to be. Well, yeah. one of the worst things you can have around doorknobs. Yeah, you want lever doorknobs. Well, if somebody knows how to operate a drill and could go down to a local uh, uh, you know, a housing supply place. They can yes. buy doorknobs, come back and replace them, and that makes a big difference on the ability of somebody to get around. Even if you were to think somebody who who had injury that, that mm-hmm. had a prosthetic, mm-hmm. well, yeah. a prosthetic, right. you can still get in and out with a lever, but you can't get in with a round doorknob. You do that same application as it relates to cabinet hardware. Yeah. Anything that somebody has to pull their fingers together or grab, if they have arthritis, it's very painful. But these are simple little things that you can do. You don't have to – and just do that. Next year, you may do something, something else. else. Go well, to the and, next one. When you say these things, it reminds me of – you mentioned raising the toilet. That's just mm-hmm. a matter of putting in a larger – a taller toilet that's maybe elongated. You can buy Or clothes. you can – there's a product called a toilet vader. Oh, have we you actually heard that? raise it. You know yeah. you told me about that. I did tell uh, you that a while ago, a right? Ago. A yeah, toilet yeah. vader raises from the bottom. Yeah. All you do is replace the wax seal, and you're up five it, inches it, from the bottom. Interesting. It and doesn't – it. It sounds like elevator. It doesn't move, does no, it? No, it's toilet doesn't move. It's fixed. It doesn't give you an adventure oh, during your moment. Wow. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> you don't get that adventure no. time. I want to push a button and a television comes down and a toilet comes hey, up. Satellite construction could probably make that okay. happen for you. you can, I love this guy. You can go that far with it if you want. I'm going to give you a quick story. On water. Oh, here it comes. Here yeah. comes the southern one. And I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch to the gentleman's version of mortar closets. Okay, let's go. I'm okay. ready. So what she's describing, you can get those. By the way, but, a water closet is a toilet for right. all you out there that don't know that. I know. When I first saw WC, I said, yeah. oh, wheelchairs, look. Yeah. But it's yeah. not. <laughs> so you, what, what she was just describing as a toilet vader, you, th- those are good. They work, and they're yeah. a quick fix. Yeah. Uh, there's two things about all of the water closet aspects that are still, you know, humorous to me. One is the new type where you were describing as an elevated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They call those comfort height toilets. Mm-hmm. I'm no marketing genius. <laughs> so what were they selling us prior to that? Non-comfort. Non-comfortable. It's the smallest <laughs> seat in America is a toilet seat. I'm so, sorry. So I'm going, who came up with that? <laughs> yeah. you know, it should have been a more comfortable heist. But anyway, but you still do need to be careful. I've actually done work for people, a gentleman that was almost seven feet tall. Right. Yeah. What's comfort he height for that person? some of the toilevators on. This thing looked like something oh. hinges getting ready to go. Yeah. Oh, and so sometimes you need to make sure you put the right product in and you consult with the right person like right. Valerie that can yeah. come in and tell you what you need to do and not so do you and that you don't make yourself injury-wise in worse right. shape than you may That's already horrible. be by trying to uh, jerry-rig something. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jerry. Oh, yeah, boy. I don't. Yeah, Is his I last don't. name Rig? No. <laughs> I'm the whole idea of he had things stacked on stacked. Uh, for those of image. us with a visual... Imagination. Maybe we shouldn't go farther. Right. We, it wasn't pretty. No. So what do you we do with a guy that's seven foot tall? 
in that scenario that has knee issues? We're, 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 that, that's an excellent question. Ooh, and One I have an which, answer, too. Which are, well, well actually, okay, we like the wheel of those After things. After our All right, break let's here. Go. I, well, yeah, you're right. The news people are knocking on the door. They do want to be. I also have some news uh, for, uh, uh, for folks in the construction industry. Coming up uh, from Harvard, because Har- when you think construction, you, you think Harvard. You think Harvard, yes. Sure. Harvard. That's right sense. after the news, News Radio 680, WPTF. <laughs> news Radio 680, WPTF. Our telephone number, if you want to be aboard on the show, making your home great. It's 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander, your hosts. Lewis Sadler in the studio, and Valerie Jurek Henry, a certified aging in place specialist, professional speaker, author, and consultant with 30 years experience in healthcare and housing. Welcome. Well, thank you. And welcome to you too, Lewis. Thank you very much. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. So we're yes. talking about bathrooms. Do we want to continue the bathroom discussion? Um, you, do you have a story for I it, or can we a, just move on? To I think some. you said there was a story. <laughs> you a said story there was about. a story. Uh, no, I, I was just going to give you some home improvement news to let you know that uh, Harvard says things are going to be all right. Because uh, when you think of— In the uh, bathroom? Well, not necessarily in the bathroom. <laughs> Coming year expected to be see sustained momentum in home remodeling and repair spending, according to—and who knew they had this— uh, the leading indicator of remodeling activity released by the— Remodeling Futures Program at the Joint Center for Housing Studies at Harvard University. Mm-hmm. So they say things are going to be good, guys. Things are going to be great. I, I Harvard th- Studies is one of the um, um, actually news inputs I use from all my presentations. Is it really? Yeah. They're reliable. Yeah. Very, well, the and, stock, and, and Pew Research as well. The stock market has jumped yep. 2,000 points, right? So and, and that's when, an indicator. Usually, when people but, see that they've got more in their 401ks— they say, well, you know, I can spend a little bit. Well, my what I've noticed over the years is we all watch the market yeah. and watch the activity in construction. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's, 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 it's a if, unison. If the, if the market drops 2,000 points or not that much, but 100 points, 500 yeah. points, people get nervous. They, they, right. they slow down. We're talking about the aging in place, which we've renamed thriving in place. Yes. And we're talking about the idea that if you have – Either a physical disability or just some level of uh, difficulty moving around, or if you find that your house is just too small, as you require things like walker or walkers or wheelchairs or whatever, um, there's a possibility where your house is just not appropriate at, at, uh, for for your lifestyle. Yes, well, sir. We hit on this just a few minutes ago, and I want yeah. to go back to it in that uh, what we're talking about isn't just about age. Right. It's not just about mobility. Right. Uh, Valerie brought up a very good point that my wife brought up to me. Uh, and she's talking about the things we do just being smarter design. It's yeah, just a smarter exactly. house. And she says, what person wouldn't prefer having three-foot-wide hallways yeah. I mean, uh, three-foot-wide doors and four-foot-wide hallways, which is what we do for moving furniture. Yep. Our kitchens, the dishwashers are elevated. Yeah, and amen. Again, she said, okay, yes. so somebody in a chair, yes, you fold it down. It's easy. It's there for them to use. She goes, but what person ever said, well, no, I'd rather reach all the way to the floor to load and unload the exactly. dishwasher? Exactly. I'm six foot two. And if I have to bend down as much, why not have everything raised? Washer, dryer, dishwasher. Yeah, so all, all of it. this is just smart design. Yeah, smart design. It, it doesn't mean that it makes your home 
function or, or look worse than any other type of home. In fact, again, you can go to our website and look at the pictures. The homes are beautiful. I'm you, looking at them now. I, I, cha- I challenge anybody to tell the difference in that house and anybody else's home they've seen as to the fact that somebody in a wheelchair can access or get around it. So it's just, a, to, I tell folks, it's a cheap insurance policy when you build or when you renovate yeah. to actually incorporate these features in your home because you'll love them, period, whether you truly need them or not. Here's a slogan that you can use for satellite construction. I'm going to give it to you for free. Oh, boy. It's called Design for that's, Your that's Future Self. That's not true. I'll pay for no. it later. <laughs> it's Designing for Your Future Self. <laughs> so if you look at it now and it's going to, the house will through design, age with you regardless of what happens, whether it be a disability or just age or just not wanting to walk steps, the house ages with you, and that's through design. So design today for your future house, whether it's a new build or a remodel. Think not only for today and tomorrow, think 10 years down. Think about people that'll visit you. Think about what you want to do and where you want to be when you retire. Now, you talk about 65 and older. How many people are aware of what's going on in America with the aging population? So in 2012, we had 42 million people that was 65 plus. In 2035, which doesn't, it's not long. We're in 2017. So 2035, we're going to have 75 million people that are 65 and older. And statistics, Pew Research, and many people say the people that turn 65 in the house they turn 65 in, that is the house they would want to stay in for the rest of their life. We have over 75 million people soon and we're already at 42 plus right now that want to stay where they are. So right. remodel. And if the house is too big, downsize. And if it's a new house, design for your future self. Make sense? And I would think that most people that design for their future self might be somebody in their late 40s, early 50s that have financially gotten to a point where they can can do that. And they know what they want in a house. Mm-hmm. Is that, or or, that or a population that wants it's to downsize. It's going to be hard for a 20-year-old to, to make that decision. Well, 20-year-olds are all about technology, right? Yeah, so yeah. smart homes and all that. They, they go fact, for a small house. They be living at home where they need to. I was going to say, they're, 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 <laughs> that's the reverse in-law suite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having the kids, right? Yeah, yeah I, so, so the, the, the aging, my basic point is the aging, no matter what age you are, whether it's a new home to build for your future, whether you're older and you want to downsize to a different house and you want to remodel, just keep the design for your future self in mind and that house will grow with you and there's also the multi-generational aspect that i would prefer to keep everybody together Mm -hmm. under the same roof and if grandma has to move in that's great but grandma likes cooking and the idea that she has to reach that far for dishes and plates and whatever is ridiculous. Multi-generational used to be a big thing. Well, other cultures have it bigger than we have it in America, right? right. So in 1950, I have some stats for you because I'm the stat queen. Good. In 1950, 32.2 million families were multi-generational living and housing. In 1980, 30 years later, it went down to 27 million. But in 2014, multi-generational housing is 60.6 million in the U.S., and that's already mm-hmm. three years old. And the biggest point why that happened is because in 2007 to 2009, what happened in the housing industry, Lewis? Mm-hmm. Collapse. The mm-hmm. collapse. And that's when the multi-generational housing really took off in 2014, the, the stats. But 2007, 2009, that's what happened. I, I almost want to think that that's grandma moving in. But I think that there's a certain percentage of the adult child moved in, twenty-four-year-old moving into the basement. Yep. Adult definitely, child, definitely a right. combination of the two. Yeah, mm-hmm. but those 
those uh, uh, numbers do go both ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let me, and Valerie has, I'm sure, this information to give you the exact numbers. Now, I'm in no way saying that uh, uh, senior living facilities aren't a good thing because uh, some folks enjoy them. They, they want to have the fellowship. Yeah. But the majority of, of, of us want to stay around our family, our loved ones. We'd rather do that. Yeah. So the yeah. difference in cost and having a home that has that in-law suite yeah. that actually has its own little kitchenette, its own little sitting area, its own bedroom, but they can still participate in the rest of the house with everybody else. The difference in the cost of adding that on versus sending mom when dad passes or vice versa yeah. to an assisted or unassisted living facility is huge. Hands down. And so a lot of families, I mean, this is the most economical way to go, and it's providing your parent with what they want and hopefully providing you with what you want, that being knowing that your your parents are being taken care of. You can have somebody come in during the day mm-hmm. and have, you know, when the in-home care companies take care of, of mom or dad. To bring in the services. Yeah, exactly. and then you're there in the evening yeah. with them. It's a lot cheaper than sending them to the facility. You can send them to a facility, say, in assisted living. In North Carolina, the average price is $3,975 a month for assisted living, but then you pay on top of that for all your needs. Yeah. Now, some of them go up to $15,000 a month to have someone at one of these facilities. Now, That's, if you bring an in-law suite and then you have the care of services bought to the house, you're you're hundreds of thousands of dollars somewhere else with no value added, or you can repair and add to your house and you, you increase the house value. Well, yeah, because what you're doing with the facility is you're paying rent. That's it. When you do that you're with your house, them. you've invested yeah. in your home, yeah. and that home, if you needed it, Odds are somebody, when you don't need it anymore, will need it too, so yeah. it's still a sellable item. You can't sell the rent. That's right. It's Good called uh, Making Your Home Great. Tim Feruzzi and Dave Alexander, your hosts. Lewis Sadler is in studio. Also uh, in studio, Valerie Jurek-Henry, and we are on News Radio 680, WPTF. <laughs> News Radio 680, WPTF. Halo didn't show up. Making Your Home Great. <laughs> Dave Alexander, along with Tim Feruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing, Lewis Sadler, of course, of Sadler Construction, and Valerie Jurek-Henry, a certified aging in place specialist. Yes. Which brings us to the other topic. There are a lot of people who figured, ah, I can, I'll just hire a guy. I know what it's supposed to look like. Two men and a hammer. I'm going to get the guy. Mm -hmm. We (laughs) joked about the guy who's got on the side of his truck. His name and then painting and roofing. Then underneath it in Sharpie, it says, you know, whatever the next thing is. And or, whatever or may, else. Or yeah. maybe it's white erase, right? It's it's dry erase, and he, he <laughs> just wipes it off for the next customer. Exactly. You, you have some sort of certification. You yeah. know how to do this. Yes, I do. Well, certified agent can play specialist and, and 30 plus years in health and uh, housing and healthcare. Yeah. I pretty much know, you get to know the people that help other people. So like Lewis with his construction company, modeling, remodeling yeah. and building and other people. Who works, who flies and who dies? Who actually works and stands by their word and moves forward and who yeah. you realize in the industry. And the industry is small when you're in an area. We're in North Carolina. Someone gets a name and a reputation, it gets around, and that's good. I'm glad that happens. But I've had I had run-ins uh, with people that. Mm-mm. So you really got to know who you know, who's licensed, who's bonded, who's secure, who has a reputation, who has people they've worked with, and get 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 the the lowdown on them. Call people up. Because what, what we're th- talking about here, especially when it relates to remodeling and renovation, um, 
this isn't just like building a deck on your home. Yeah. Typically, when you're getting the phone call to come in and somebody needs a wider door, they need some grab bars, or they need something from an accessibility, yeah. uh, you want to make sure that that person knows what they're doing. You don't want to go through the learning curve with somebody that's never done this before. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to ask around, uh, uh, check with them, and see if they've ever done any of this type of work. Uh, there are a lot of remodelers, fortunately, that are in the Triangle area that do have the CAP certification. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's the quickest and easiest one to check on. And there's websites that you can go on. I think AARP, mm-hmm. uh, you can actually go to their site, and they will connect to the, the Home Builders, National Home Builders Association and give you the list of CAP-certified builders in your area. Okay. Uh, you can also do that through the Home Builders uh, Association site as well. Okay. So other than that, how do we know? Yeah, I mean, we, we look that up. How do we know somebody who's good? Obviously, you guys are good. Well, well, I, I the, one of the businesses I have is like Freedom Frogs. And what we do is we certify and, and, and vet businesses that can help people in aging. So I work with construction companies, a home care companies. And you do the vetting and you, there are people out there that really care about the businesses that you may get engaged with or involved with. Yeah. So if you can look for them, but I, I tell people over and over Use the internet. Google the company. Find out Better Business Bureau, the BBB. Do they have any things against them? Any lawsuits against them? Any? It's easy. Today's internet tells you everything about you. So if you want to know about someone else, everything about them is on there as well. Be informative. Be inquisitive. Just know it's out there, but there are plenty of wonderful companies. Uh, hey, I'm sitting in the room with a few right now. So yeah. there you go. Oh, that's good. The, uh, the other question is about products that people put into their homes that may be just less expensive than a remodel, that that would be a good thing. We talked to uh, – folks were talking off air here. Well, uh, Tim, about the – Stainless steel handrails in the bathrooms and the mm-hmm. showers, mm-hmm. a very basic thing that a lot of people need that start they, to age. Or raising the toilet seat or, mm-hmm. or, or having a vertical platform lift. If you have a lot of steps, you can't get up and down, and it would be too big for a ramp. Because, you know, you have that 12-in-1 run on a ramp. So if you have eight steps, who wants to have a ramp that's 40-somewhat feet? Well, now that you're talking about ramps, you know, I go to a lot of homes and I see these ramps that are built and they're not 1 and 12. Oh, not 1 12 they, they end up having... Uh, you need a power wheelchair to get up yeah, the, the incline. Yeah, so you got to be careful of that uh, yeah. and having the right pitch. Right. Two, two things I want to comment on that y'all were just discussing. One, yeah. the grab bars. Mm-hmm. Um, go online, as Valor said. You can take a look. Grab bars are not... The old grab bars. Yeah. The grab bars now are very decorative. They're attractive. Yeah. They do not make you feel like when you're going in your bathroom you're an that you're also at Hardy's. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, nothing personal. I don't want yeah, that. No. Yeah, so not, not for the bathroom, it's Leak in your that house. Out. So they're very decorative. They're very attractive. So I don't want people to get that visual of when we're talking about putting grab bars in that it's, that it, that it's very hospitic feeling. Right. Um, the clinical view is out. He's right. right. They it, look it, like so, towel so they're racks beautiful. and they're, they're beautiful. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, then when you get to talking about ramps, yeah, uh, it, you get handy men that come out and somebody thinks they're going to build a ramp for them. And, you know, half the time they're not built correctly. They're yeah. not uh, to, yeah. to, to code. But the thing I tell folks is we as a company, we won't build a ramp for anybody on the front of their house. Now, we do it from landscaping. We yeah. elevate the sidewalk tear it out, landscape it, make it look natural. Because some of the commercials that you hear about uh, criminals uh, is true. There are bad people out there. Yeah. And if you're somebody that's looking for a house to break into and you ride through a neighborhood 
and you see a house with a wood ramp on the front, yeah, I can guarantee you it moved to the top of your list of ones to break into because you're assuming that person didn't chase right. you around the house with a baseball yeah. bat. Guilty by association. So you don't want to advertise. So if you want to put one in your backyard, you know, wood ramp, great. But yeah. do not put one on the front of your house, Lewis, please. When you said about the um, landscaping in the front of the house and raising it, are you talking to create a stepless entry? Stepless entry. Okay, so you yeah. remove the steps. You're, you're essentially building a a, right. a ramp. Yeah. But it's with the landscape. It's done through landscape. It's, it's still got a sidewalk. You can't tell some of the houses on our website. As I said, those homes are on crawl spaces, but mm-hmm. there are no steps coming from the sidewalk to the front porch, front porch into the home. It's beautiful. It's a great way to do it. That's good. I've actually, if if, you, if the, the cutaways on a on a sidewalk, you think that this is convenient for people in a wheelchair. Go ahead, get in a wheelchair, and then roll up that cutaway. The ramp idea, my dad had a ramp in front of his house. The ramp was not built to code that way, and it didn't have the, what is it called, 12-1? One and 12. One and 12, one and 12. So what that means, the one and 12, for every inch of rise, you need to create one foot length of ramp. Right. So if you have uh, five steps that are seven inches deep a piece, it's like five times seven is 35 inches. So if you have 35 inches of rise, you need a 35-foot Ramp, yeah, yeah. And most time, people they have six, seven, eight steps, and you're going to have like a roller coaster sit in front of your house, and yes. it's just too You've big. You've seen some of those too. They weave back yeah, and forth weave- across the front yard. <laughs> yes, so if you think another way, if so, if you look at your house and you got a crawl space, and you under your crawl space, it's about three feet. Yeah. So your house is probably your floor is sitting off three and a half feet. Yeah. Three and a half feet would equate to 40 feet of ramp just there you about. Go. And people don't realize that they're that big, that And then long. you have to have a flat rate. So when you go incline, it has have, to be a flat. Yep. You have to have a turnaround platform yep. and go up. It's never a straight up. So it has to go up, flat, turn, hitch, yep. landing yep. to create well, so you don't have – it's ridiculous. And from, it's crazy. A cost, and from a cost standpoint, yeah. you're talking about all that lumber. So yeah, cost to put it together. Oh, even a metal ramp, right. you're talking twelve, fifteen thousand dollars yeah. Versus the other plan is you bring a few truckloads of dirt in. There you go. And pour a new concrete sidewalk. <laughs> there you Boom. go. Okay. I just saved somebody some money. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like easy solutions. Yeah. And it's beautiful. All right. Well, give me some easy solutions. What do you want? Let me just tell you something. <laughs> I I have in my shower those little suction cup things. Oh. Okay. I'm going to counsel everybody, and you guys are the professionals. You could correct me. I'm going to tell you right now, don't buy them. That's right. Thank you. There's more lawsuits out with that design really? that nobody's talking about. What Absolutely. Is, what, what is that? I missed that. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> it, it, two suction cups on a handle. Okay. You put them on the side of the wet shower, and then you do some mechanical thing to make the suction cup really fastened to the side of the shower. Mm-hmm. Tim, you haven't seen those? No. Okay. Until it's a suction grab bar. It, and you get grab bar, you hold on to it, and one out of every thousand times, she lets go. Okay. It's more than that. Oh, really? And tiles rip out. Tiles People are pulling yeah. tiles out of the wall. It lets go. Dave, we got to get you to spend more money. Yeah. <laughs> you need salad construction. <laughs> and <laughs> Walk through my house. I need to, I need to do home assessment well, this for is you. A, this is another I area uh, back where we were discussing earlier about making sure you get someone that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Even if they don't, and hopefully, you know, you don't rehire whoever recommended the suction cup grab bars. Yeah. But even if you have somebody to come in that's going to put grab bars in and try to actually mount them to the framing, you'd be surprised at how many people will come in and simply lag them through the no, drywall. No, 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 no. Yeah. And that's it. And, and this is something that we struggle with with the 
accessibility uh, uh, companies, so those that build grab bars. Yeah. Any of us in construction know studs are put in walls at? 16-inch on center. Find me a grab bar that's on a 16-inch center, and yeah. I'll give you $5. Yeah. They all they go from 18 and 24. And, and well, that's why they put them diagonal as well. Yeah, but still. I mean, for that reason. For, for, There's but, a method to the madness, too. But, but, you, but you don't always need them diagonal. No, Sometimes but, you need them in various ways. But the key, right. the key there is, is when you hire somebody to do the work on your home that knows what they're doing, yeah. They're going to put those supports behind the walls like well, needed. And one thing I found effective— Be your future self. In, —in retrofit situations where you're not going to take out the shower tile and all that, toggle bolts. Toggle mm-hmm. bolts do a great one. job. Yeah. A little we bit more it. complicated to do because mm-hmm. you're dealing with different size holes, so you got to know what you're doing, but all right, toggle we're, bolts. We're all out of time. Thank yep. you very much, Lewis Sadler of Sadler Construction, an aging and place specialist, Valerie Jurek-Henry. Well, thank great you. I had a great time. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. We're on from 2 until 4 every Saturday on this frequency. News Radio 680 WPTF. And when I say we, that's Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers. Say hey. Hello, everybody. HandyHelpers.com. HandyHelpers.com. We want to thank Lewis Sadler and uh, went to his website. And uh, it's SadlerConstruction.com. Oh, he's got a great website with lots of... Well, it's it's actually SadlerConstructionNC.com. You're right. SadlerConstructionNC.com. Also, thanks to Valerie Jurek Henry and her website, www.Valerie, ending in I-E, V-A-L-E-R-I-E, J-U-R-I-K.com. Valerie... Jurek.com. And I think if you get it close, you probably end up, if you Google that, you probably sure, end up yeah. close. End up close. Uh, this hour, we are talking about gutters and other things. Uh, Tim is with Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing. And uh, on the line with us now, um, we, we've got Doug, who is uh, uh, Doug Vogley with Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard Company. How you doing, Doug? Pretty good, Dave. Thank you. Good. I'm glad to have you on on the show. Hey, Doug. So we're talking about gutters. I have to tell you, I've got some stories about gutters. I haven't lost them yet. But (laughs) but I'll tell you, I don't have any guard on them at all. I do not have any sort of protective covering over my gutters. And my neighbors think I'm nuts. Am I nuts? I do, too. Yes, I do, too. You You do. trees in your yard. Your neighbors have trees, don't they? They do have trees. Yeah, some of them do, yeah. And it, do you regularly clean your gutters? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll guarantee you there's leaves in your gutters, and if they clog the downspouts, well, then the gutters don't function properly. Actually, yeah. uh, two years ago, we noticed that we had trees growing in the gutters. <laughs> okay, so they're not clean that often. <laughs> we noticed... Now, Now, let me just tell you, they were fast-growing trees, okay? In my defense... <laughs> They were not there the year before, and then suddenly they were. On the other hand, they were, um, you know, I had cleaned them at one point. Uh, I didn't know that they needed to be cleaned regularly. Um, And I didn't realize my trees were tall enough to leave leaves in my gutters. I don't know. Are they? uh, Yes, they are. Oh, okay. The the wind blows the leaves around more than just leaves falling to them. Of course, most properties have trees taller than the house. Yeah. Probably, but. It's, it's amazing how many leaves will come even from your neighbor's yard and land on this. A good sign is just look at your roof at some point in any roof alley, 
if you have leaves accumulating on your roof during yeah. the fall and winter season, then I guarantee you got leaves in your gutters and they need to be cleaned out. This is this is amazing to me. Um, the, the other thing is that I, growing up, my parents' house didn't have a gutters. Didn't have gutters at all. What's the advantage of having gutters? Well, to protect the whole foundation, the structure of the house is the primary function to, to protect the house. Um, secondly, it can protect your landscaping and, and keep your hair dry when you walk out of your house. You know, convenience features like that. But, but primarily, that protects water from getting underneath your house and causing all sorts of moisture problems and rock problems to the structure of your house. Does it does it need to be directed far away from the house? The back of my house, I'll give you an example. The back of my house, the way it was constructed, the short gutter above the shed, which means nothing to everybody else except it's like an eight-foot piece yeah, of gutter. Yep. It flows into this big plastic tube, which is buried, and I think it comes out about 25 feet away from the house. Is is that necessary? It's necessary to get it at least, try to get it three to four feet away from the house. It all depends on the pitch of your property. If your property is real flat, the further away you get it from your house, the better. If you've got good slope in your backyard, just get it to a point where the slope will help the water naturally drain away from the house. Just So it, it all depends on the, the landscaping and the, what type of lot you're on. I'm on flat as a pancake lot in the back. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what they did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it goes to a, what's that? I said then get the pipes as far away from the house as possible to get it to some place where the, the water can then drain away. And sometimes that's 25 feet, sometimes it's 50 to 100 feet. It, it all depends on the property. All right. The show is called Making Your Home Great. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. Tim Ferruzzi is the owner of Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing. And Doug Vogley is with Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard Company. Anything anything at all about home improvement will find you an answer or at least tim will in his 30 I'll years try. he'll try all right <laughs> 919-860-9783 um so what do you do more often put in gutter guards or put in gutters i still say we put more gutters up than gutter guards it's i don't know maybe a third to a half of the customers put gutter guards up now right away and most of them, if not, they'll call us back in a year or two and say, yeah, I think I need gutter guards because they get tired of cleaning them or they realize how difficult it is to clean some of the, the gutters that are two stories up and things like that. So we're, it's it's growing up more and more. People are becoming more aware that you need to maintain your gutters just like you maintain any other your properties or equipment. So Why shouldn't I just call somebody who does, you know, decks and have them put the, uh, the gutters up? Who? Huh. I don't know. people that do that. And um, try to hire someone else or the, the kid that delivers papers and comes yeah. to clean them. Yeah. But typically, they just may sweep them out or they realize how cruddy the stuff is in the bottom and don't, don't do a thorough job. And it just dams up that much quicker. Or what's more important is they don't check the downspouts. They just clean out the gutters themselves where the downspouts are probably the spots that are clogged the most solid and causing most of the backup problems. So I take having someone that has the right tools to take the downspouts off and make sure that they're clean properly. And are, are allowing the gutters to drain. Yeah, I was thinking about putting up the, uh, you know, doing the actual construction. Because, you know, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of projects you should never hire somebody so, else for. So, Doug, Doug, you just yeah. answered the question on who should clean the gutters. Yeah. It sounds like that should be someone that has 
uh, insurance and uh, ladders and the capability. Dave, were you asking about cleaning the gutters oh, or were yeah. you asking about oh, putting no. gutters up? Ah, putting gutters up because, you know, okay. there, is an entire, there is an entire community of people who will do work that they've never done before, but they're willing to try. That's a good question, Doug. So the guy that builds a deck on your house, should he be the guy that installs your gutters? I would say no. There's only in certain cases is it become a, a fairly simple job with a little bit of common sense and understanding, but the, the different types of experience to make sure that that water is going to flow properly through the downspout, having the proper pitch on it, having the right tools to do it properly. Um, well, the equipment, it, it, the equipment it, it, that yeah. makes the gutter too, because you're custom making the gutter, yeah. right? Correct. I'm just saying a simple one, like an eight foot run on the back of a shed. Oh, I see. You know, there's, there's, okay. there's other sources for that, but in general, to do a seamless gutter um, of any length over ten foot, up to a hundred, hundred feet, hundred twenty feet, we've done. Um, you need to have the machine. You have to hire a professional. Got the gutter making machine that runs the, the gutter right out of their truck. When you're up there, are you going to check for other things to watch out for, you know, rot and things like that? Oh, always aware of that. Just first and foremost, the fascia that we're screwing into, we've got to make sure that that's not rotten. Right. We can guarantee the gutters to stay up. But at the same time, we look at the roofs. We notice any, any type of problems, things that are causing problems or future problems. Sometimes it's amps and things that are, that are crawling up there, and more so than water problems. But, and if we see anything like that, we always notify the homeowner. All right. show is called Making Your Home Great. If you have a question... Whether it's about gutters or anything in home construction, 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. And uh, your hosts are Dave Alexander and Tim Ferruzzi. Tim uh, is with Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing. And on the line with us is Doug Vogley with Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard Company. Again, telephone number 919-860-9783, News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Radio show on from 2 until 4 every single Saturday afternoon. Tim Ferruzzi is the owner of Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing. Doug Vogley is with Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard Company. And our telephone is ringing. Thank you. 919-860-860. 9783. Dial that number. You'll be on the air and we'll talk to you. We really will. Um, and uh, Doug, we were talking about uh, gutters and uh, gutter guards. Do I need to clean anything if I get a gutter guard? I would imagine the leaves would just sit up there, wouldn't they? There's two different styles. There's self-cleaning gutter covers and other ones that require a little bit of maintenance. What is what does a self-cleaning gutter guard look like? I mean, the little arms that sweep it off after the <laughs> no. after October, you know. It's just the, the aluminum piece or, or vinyl, whatever the, the, man, the material is, runs up with the shingles of the house or it matches the, the pitch of the shingles of the roof and then curves into the gutter. Surface tension allows the water to curve into the gutter and any leaves or debris slide right down the roof and, and right over the front of it and drop into the yard. So it's not a grate. It's not like pulled metal. It's not a, a sieve. It's something different. Exactly. It's just a bleach sheet of, of smooth metal. It's got a few little ripples in it. And it's designed to make the water sheet out over it and, and follow a curve into the gutter rather than what, fall through a grate or a screen, like you say. You mentioned something about uh, moisture underneath a structure. Let me give you a, a quick tour of my uh, – well, let me just tell you something. That I never talked home construction until I bought a home. 
And people will actually ask you, do you have moisture in your crawl space? Which I kind of admit sounds like a very personal question. <laughs> do, do you have moisture in your crawl space? And in fact, the previous owner of my house installed two huge fans, mm-hmm. electric fans that were wired in to turn on underneath the house. That's a big clue to me that I have moisture in my crawl space. Mm-hmm. Can I solve this problem with gutters? Well, you have gutters that you don't clean out. Well, no, I cleaned them out. Okay. They've since been cleaned out. And it, let me tell you how I know they're cleaned out. When we get one of those incredible storms, mm-hmm. I used to have the rain blowing over the top of the gutters, right? Mm-hmm. Because the downspout's all clogged up. Is that mm-hmm. right, Doug? That's what I'm... Correct. Yep. And the gutters are just overflowing. Uh, they're overflowing. Now, now I don't have that anymore. The water just goes right out on the driveway, out to the road. Yep. But... I, uh, the concern I have is about moisture underneath my house, and why is that a bad thing? Because of all the rot that it can cause to the to the bottom of the flooring and the floor joists and things that support the house, all the structure. But yeah, and uh, gutters to prevent the water from. Sorry, Ken. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say use the gutters are there to prevent the water from even getting underneath the house. So you can take you can't stop natural rain that's falling with the direction of the wind that falls against the wall of the house and drops straight down. But all the water that's um, landing on the roof surface. You can prevent that from getting underneath the house by the use of gutters and downspouts in the proper places and draining it away and eliminate the need for a lot of moisture control under the house. Yeah, and you're still going to get moisture under the house, as Doug is saying. You're just going to control it from getting worse. So as long as your moisture content under the house doesn't exceed 20% in the wood, so when you you know, yeah. we've got we've got at handyhelpers.com, we've got moisture readers so we can go under your house and actually poke and prod. And uh, if if when we poke and prod, if we come up with eighteen or nineteen percent in your wood, yeah, then you're good to go. That's normal under a house. Okay. All right. Now if we stick it in and it's twenty, twenty one, twenty two percent, just two or three percentage points up or down, yeah, can make all the difference in the world. It's dry rot. So when you have gutters what that's doing is it's helping you control the amount of water that gets under your home so that that makes a huge difference on that little tiny percentage change in the in the wood itself. And nobody, I'm saying not nobody, but hardly anybody inspects under their house on any sort of regular basis. Mm-hmm. I've got gravel underneath my house. Yep. There's no way I'm crawling through the gravel with, you know, on top of the plastic to... To go examine the wood. Yeah, well, hopefully a lot of people have termite contracts and they they get a report annually, yeah. uh, normally, uh, to assess what the issues are and aren't. So hopefully that will help. But every house, Doug, you may, you may agree with this, you may not, but 98% of the houses should have gutters that or are out there. 100% agree, yeah, yeah. He says, or 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. We don't want water. Near the foundation. We have sponsors of uh, on WPTF, and all they do is repair the problems that are caused by moisture underneath. Mm-hmm. The, the cracked foundations, mm-hmm. the, um, the, the difficulty with mold, things like that. My, my dad's house. Oh, we just talked about my dad's house. I mentioned, oh, he never had gutters. Guess what he does have underneath the house? He's got more mold than a bag of cheese. Really, honestly. And it's not good. 
I mean, we're having to do some remediation, and it's expensive. Well, you know, and what I noticed, too, and Doug could, could validate this, is, you know, back in the 90s, people started taking off the gutters because they were just aggravated that they had to clean them four or five times a year. Yeah. Which doesn't cost, in the 90s, that didn't cost a lot. And to this day, it still doesn't cost that much to get your gutters cleaned out. Yet, and was, we were talking about this in the first hour, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of gold. Yeah. You know, spend that little extra money, get the gutters cleaned out, or, or get gutters put on your home. Because if you don't, you will spend 10 to yeah. 100 times more fixing the problems that the gutter could have stopped. All right. I've got uh, Bill and Carrie who's going to join us in just a split second. I've got to, uh, I think that I pushed the correct button so that Doug is not uh, disconnected when I pick up Bill. Uh, but you know, Doug, uh, and me and buttons, I'm not all so good. So, you know, this is, there are, there are fellows who never got the job at the nuclear power plant and you're grateful that they didn't. So I'm going to pick up with uh, Bill. Doug, uh, I don't think I'm going to disconnect you. Bill and Carrie, guess what? I just disconnect him. Uh, Bill and Carrie, welcome to the show. You are on Making Your Home Great. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing great. How y'all? Good. Terrific to hear hey, from Bill. you. What's your question? Listen, I've got a I've got a two story house, and the the water from the second story is coming down the gutters, and it dumps off onto a shed roof over the porch. That porch oversets a foundation and crawl space. Yeah. The water coming off the second floor overwhelms my gutter guards on the first floor, and it spills off onto the ground, and it is working its way in a big way underneath my foundation. What can I do to capture that water, to better capture that water and get it into that first floor gutter and keep it there? Because it just, it overwhelms the gutter guard. All right. I Doug, think we, Doug? and Doug is with us. Doug is with us. So hold on, Bill. We're going to talk to Doug now. Doug. There was some sort of technical difficulty. I didn't hear the first half. I got you, Doug. Um, no. Doug, the, uh, the question is, he he's got water from the second floor, dumping straight onto a shed roof, and I think he's got gutters at that point. Um, and the 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 question is, what can he what can he do to remediate that? I, I mean, Tim, do so I, I have think, that? I think I think he said he has gutters at the top floor and the front porch area as well. Uh, with gutter guards on the front porch, but because of all the water from the uh, downspouts on the upper roof. Uh, it overwhelms the lower gutter because of the gutter guards. Do you have any recommendations in general about the whole system that that might improve his, his scenario? I would say that first you have to take a look at it because the downspouts are designed to carry a certain amount of water and have a, have a maximum allowable. And so if you have too much water going down to the second story or down to the first story roof and trying to have all that water go up the downspouts, it may be a the uh, factor is not having enough downspouts. Maybe your downspouts are the smaller ones, not the, the new oversized one or oversized one, three inch by four inch, which flow twice as much water. It may be that the second story downspouts need to be directed all the way down directly to the ground and not be added to all that water on the, on the first story roof. It all depends on um, square footage, roof area, and volume of water. And it's something that needs to be looked at probably. All right, hold on. Yeah. I'm going to check in with Bill. Bill, does that answer the question? I, I think so. Yes, I've got I've got large spouts on the on the first on the second floor dropping water 
onto the roof of the first floor yep. and yeah. then spilling over the gutters because the gutters just can't handle that massive volume of water coming out of the second floor spout. Well, let me ask you another thing, Bill. Uh, the The gutters themselves on the on the top story, are they handling the water that's coming to them or is water actually going over that gutter as well? They're handling the water just fine. Okay. Yeah. And you have two downspouts there on that upper section dropping on, on the lower roof? Just one downspout. And how, how, how long is that span of gutter up on the upper section? Is that 40 feet, 60 feet? 40 feet, I don't know. I yep. mean, it's a 2,300-square-foot yep. 20, house. So yep. it's a- He's, he needs more... He needs to move that water. Well, I think it goes away. back to what Doug said. He's either got to, yeah, and possibly if it's a forty-foot span, Bill, maybe you need to add another downspout on the other end so that that one downspout is not having to handle all of the water and it's coming out on the roof, the lower roof, and you know because you're, it's basically handling all that surface area from the upper upper roof. Yeah. Bill, thanks a lot. Good luck. Thank you. And of course, hope that he can. This question. Yeah, I hope I hope we did. And, and of course, he can always uh, call Doug, and we'd be happy to you know direct yeah. him in that and, direction. And Doug's number is nine one nine six seven six five nine six nine five nine six nine nine. In my previous job here, I took telephone numbers down accurately all day long. Nine one nine six seven six five nine six nine is the telephone number. For Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard Company, you'll talk to Doug Vogley. And, of course, we're talking with Doug. If you call him now, you might get a busy signal because he's here. Hey, Doug. Hello. Stay with <laughs> us. We're going we're gonna to talk with you more in the second half hour about uh, gutters and also the damage created by the lack of proper guttering. Is that a term? Yeah. That probably is. Tim Ferruzzi with uh, Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing. Dave Alexander, of course, with News Radio 680 WPTF. Uh, and Doug Vogley from Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard Company. We are on every Sunday, at least uh, Tim and I. Saturday. Saturday, sorry. Saturday on Making Your Home Great, starting at 2 o'clock every afternoon on Saturday. Uh, Making Your Home Great. Uh, on News Radio 680 WPTF. We have news, the AccuWeather forecast, and a lot more coming up in this second uh, half hour of this uh, uh, part of the program, News Radio 680. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is making your home great. Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing. And also with us, Doug Vogley. Doug Vogley is with Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard. And uh, we had somebody with a with a question about uh, uh, about their uh, their gutter installation, their uh, downspot installation, and, and I think that uh, Doug answered it very well. Doug, welcome again to the show. How are you today? I'm good, Dave. Thanks. Good. Having a good day. Got a question about uh, size of gutters. This mm-hmm. fella seemed maybe to have had an undersized system uh, to uh, to the whole gutter assembly. Should I get a 5-inch or a 6-inch gutter, and does it matter in terms of uh, the run of the gutter? Yes. It has everything to do with it. it the trick is, or the, the function, of course, is to, to carry all the water that's coming off the roof and get it down the downspouts away. And it's in the downspouts, because of the size that they are, they're limited in the amount of water they can carry. Right. And so you want to collect as much water as you can in the in the gutter itself and then get it to a downspout where it can drain faster than the gutter overflows. And a lot of times that requires the largest downspout you can get 
hand a, a six-inch gutter to, to handle the, the amount of water that blows off. And are you estimating this based on the size that is the square footage of the roof? That's, that's a major portion of it, the square footage of the roof, and also the length of the gutter. Because it takes time for water to, to fall into one end of the gutter and mm-hmm. then run down a slow pitch to the other end. And so there's a timing issue for, based on the length of the gutter as well as the volume of the, the roof area. How about uh, the downspout? How big should that be? Most people call them oversized now, but three inch by four inches is a size for residential houses now. They used to use, there's a lot of homes out there with two inch by three inch downspouts. And they have a lot of disadvantages. Number one, they flow half as much water and they're much right. easier to clog. Right. And Doug, uh, does the uh, pitch of the roof or the material of the roof make a difference between using a five-inch gutter or a six-inch gutter? Some people think that in a heavy rainstorm, it makes a big difference, but it's actually in the slower rainstorms, like metal roofs, the water will run off of them a lot quicker. And depending on the pitch of the roof, that water just has a little bit more speed behind it, and it can overshoot a smaller gutter. Um, oh, it depends on how far the roof is overhanging the fascia board, too, but a six-inch gutter is a lot more likely to catch all the water that's flying off the roof and not not allow it to fly over. And you want all that water to go off. Bill in Willow Springs. Bill, you need some help. Thank you very much for calling. How you doing? How you doing? I just, uh, there's a little old lady that I know that uh, just needs some inside the house and outside the house type repair work. Um, I help her some, but I just can't do it all. Um if there's somebody out there that does, like, an all-around maintenance stuff, they could call me. Oh, I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> Tim oh, Ferruzzi uh, from Handy Helpers. He, he yeah, said we, help. We, we can help you. Um, uh, do you do? Uh, do you use the Internet, or, or is, is phone call best for you? Well, for me, you have to call my home phone number. I just yeah. put it on an answer machine because I'm not at the house right now. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm on the way back, but uh, Did uh, you... 919-557. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, Bill, I don't think you should give your phone number out on the air like that. Yeah. Let me give you my number. Okay. And uh, that's the best way to do it because, you, you know, sometimes people start prank calling you. So let me give you our number. Uh, they can prank call us if they want. We're a business. Oh, that's good. Um, right. It's handyhelpers.com. Uh, it's 919 676 Five nine six nine All right, Bill, I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to put you back on hold. Then I want you to give your telephone number to our assistant, and I, after the program, we will get that number back to Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers. All right. Well, I truly appreciate it. What kind yes, of work you, you're looking at? What kind of thing needs to be done? It's a variety. I don't know whatever she has inside the house, but outside there's just yeah. uh, limbs and things like that. Yep, she yeah, lives yeah. and um, but she said that she had the ceiling light fixed, but I'm not 100 percent sure because yeah. she was feeling real sick that day. Yeah. But um, yeah, right, I'm just shit. I'd have to give her the, your number, the number you give me. Yes. Yep. And then uh, if you want to give me, she knows computer work. I know. What's the computer? Uh, website is uh, www.handyhelpers, just like it sounds, H-A-N-D-Y-H-E-L-P-E-R-S.com. Yeah. Dot com. 
Okay. But like like Dave said, if you just wait a minute, we'll hand you over to the uh, associate here, and she can write your number down too, so we, we make sure we can get in touch with you as well. I appreciate. I was going to say I'll refer the information to her. Okay, thank Bill. Thank you, so you much. very much. Yep. Well, that's a, not a bad idea for him yep. to to call in. Yeah. Um. You know. I. I mean. I. I want quality people to do work in my house. Mm-hmm. I also want a decent price. Yeah. And unfortunately, there have been some times where I brought people in, and they provided one without the other. Yeah. Well, if you're always looking at the price, you're probably not going to get the quality. Hopefully, yeah. But, you know, typically, uh, higher-end uh, work costs money. There's lots of, lots of things involved in doing higher-end work, higher-quality work. All right, Doug Vogley. Doug, I want to talk to you about how the uh, gutters are actually attached to the house. You don't, do, you don't put these things up with uh, drywall screws, do you? No, no. We have special screws made just for the hangers we use, but the, the main difference that people – some people don't realize is we don't hang the gutters with the big, long, seven-inch gutter nails anymore, spike and barrels that people used to use. Is that what it used to be, and is that a bad subject for you guys? No, it's a great subject because okay. it's maintenance for us. <laughs> it's just they don't last. The old gutter nails, because of the, the expansion contraction of the materials, they right. work themselves loose. And if people have old gutters with nails in them, they've always seen the head sticking out a half inch or so. Yeah. And then they, if they're if they have ladders or have access, they pound them back in with a hammer. But they're still going in the same worn-out holes. And then next time they fill up, they'll just start falling out again. The new gutters are hung with a, a screw system, a hidden hanger that you can't see from the outside. It supports more weight, and it's held in the, the back with a screw, and it's not affected the same way that the spike and ferrule is by the expansion of the gutters. I think there's a n- number of people who look up, see those spikes sticking out, and think wood rot automatically. And there's a bunch of people who haven't picked up the phone to call you guys because they're worried about what you're going to find. Um, yeah, it's, it's true. It's not always rot. In some cases it is, of course, but there's, there's a lot of them that we get up to, and it's just the nails have worked themselves out because of expansion of the, the temperature changes of the gutter. And um, we can pull that old system out, and we can put it in with uh, the hidden hangers and securely refasten them. Sometimes the gutters can be saved. Um, and we just refasten them for them securely. What about the, what about copper gutters? They look nice. They're going to look nice five years from now. I mean, is that a that that a possibility for my house? Because they really well, look sharp. Copper is very durable metal. Yeah, they last they last a long, long time, and they're going to patina over time. They start changing color, and if that's the type of image that you want for your house, it's you can't get it any other way. <laughs> so, um, copper gutters are nice, but they're very expensive. The price of copper fluctuates, so the prices are always changing, and uh, has to be um, <clears throat> estimated on a on a quote per quote basis because the, the market changes all the time on copper. And typically, the material that's used in gutters is it steel or aluminum? Oh, almost one hundred percent aluminum now. Yes. So okay. So no rust. rust. Never. Yeah. And the fin- the finish. Um, is a baked on enamel on it. It would typically last over 20 years. You know, sometimes they have lifetime warranties from the manufacturers. They don't publish the warranties anymore, but I've been doing gutters exclusively for over 14 years, and I've yet to see one fade or chip uh, in the original white color. So they're building durable products now, all on aluminum. Doug, uh, in talking about that, what about the gauges, the thicknesses of of um, uh, aluminum gutters? What are, what are the differences? 
question because a lot of the do-it-yourselfers are picking up gutters that they get at Lowe's, and they are the thinnest gauge. They're only about 19,000 thick, and then most of the gutter companies are buying the, the standard gutter material is 27,000 thick, and other companies are, are that are trying to do quality stuff like we do at Triangle Gutter and Gutter Cards is we use .032 with 32,000 thick. It is a very heavy-duty material. Lasts longer. It's more durable if you're leaning ladders up against it. And tree limbs are less likely to ding it, et cetera, et cetera. It's just so there's a breeze out there. Are you creating? You're bending the uh, metal uh, on site. We buy it from the manufacturer in a coil, it's okay, a flat roll, 15 inches wide. Right. We run it through a special gutter machine that forms it into the shape of the of the gutter, and it runs out. We can run it into any length. So if a fellow comes to your house. And it all is preformed. No, uh, we, get to the, we, we get to the house. and then It's not you guys. And, and, then, and then we run it out at the house. Right. Yeah, it's custom. What you're saying is you custom design it for the lengths of the house. Exactly. Whereas the person that's bringing something preformed out in 10-foot lengths, they're basically coupling it together, and there's chances of lots of leaks, and it's a much oh. thinner gauge. Yes. And it's, it's a lot lesser quality material. And it is impossible to have a seamless gutter at that point. Every 10 feet, you have to have a seam. And they're very difficult to, to pitch, to install properly, and yeah. to prevent them from ever leaking again. All right. Doug Vogley with Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard. And um, uh, also Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers. And uh, Tim, what's the other? Highland Residential oh, Roofing. Yes. Highland yep. Residential Roofing. Yep. Um, and we're going to continue talking about gutters, but you can call and ask. Almost any other question that you uh, want about home repair in our last segment here, 919-860-9783. This is Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF and Making Your Home Great. It is 56 degrees. Real feel 52. And uh, we have a high today near 60, some rain. Uh, News Radio 680, WPTF, from 2 until 4, every Saturday, we're going to be here. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing, and we are going to be uh, um, uh, with you every single Saturday. Look forward to it. we got uh, Larry and Raleigh. Larry, I think, has a question from Doug from Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard. Larry, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank good. Thank What's you. up? Oh. I've got a new home. It's got gutters on it. Looks like they did a good job. But because of the landscaping, I've got a lot of gutters going into corrugated piping mm-hmm. underground. Yes. Uh, do I need to be concerned about, you know, clogging or anything? What do I need to do? Longevity of them? Yeah, you may have issues with them. And it, uh, is it a wooded lot, or do you have a lot of landscaping and plants around uh, the house? Where the pretty wooded, yeah, pretty wooded, and we've got uh, landscaping near the house. But that, yeah, the, the tree roots and roots that are in the ground are going to seek out water. And if they can find okay. any junction in that corrugated pipe, they're going to go there. How well, about clog just, just clogging from the leaves on the roof that get into get into them? Are I going to be worried about that? Um, if you got decent water flows through the downspouts and you got enough water going through it, it, it could flush them out. It's it's always good to check at the, the exits of the pipe to make sure that you do have water going out of them. If, okay. if they do, a, a telltale sign if they're backed up is where that pipe comes out of the ground and meets the bottom of the downspout. You will get spillage out of that junction if your if your pipes are clogged. He's okay. got to go outside in a rainstorm and look. 
No, you can look even after afterwards. There, there's telltale signs. If there's spillage coming out of those, there's going to be dirt and stuff running down the side of it. You can tell if it if it's spilling out the side of that junction, the adapter where the downspout meets the, the black corrugated pipe. Doug, and, and a lot of people do use that black corrugated pipe. Do you have some recommendations on other products that maybe do a better job at, at, at that? Yeah, a white, a white PVC or a Schedule 40 pipe is much better. It's a smoother surface for the all the debris that does get into the gutters, the leaves and stuff to, to go through, and a lot less likely to clog. And if it's they're tight fit and sealed, the roots cannot get into it, so the system potentially lasts forever or a heck of a lot longer. And Larry, thank you very much. Did we ask you answer your question? Yes, you did. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, it. Okay. take care. Thanks, Larry. Bye bye. Right, you guys are talking about white corrugated pipe. You are actually talking black, black corrugated black pipe. corrugated yeah, pipe. Yeah. Well, all right, the black and then the white PVC. Are you actually talking the the black? Doesn't it the the water seeks out uh, seeps well, out of it? Well, you right? can get you can get some without uh, holes in it. Uh, the the black corrugated pipe that you see that has the holes in it that's, that's stuff you can buy at Lowe's or garden yeah. centers. That's usually used for uh, things like French drains. But there is black corrugated pipe that doesn't have holes in it. Okay, but it's still not a high quality product, and uh, it's got all those little. Corrugations in it, so it catches things when things travel through it. Right, it's common sense. Whereas what Doug's talking about is a Schedule Forty white PVC, like you use in the waste system of your plumbing of yeah. your home. Yeah, that product uh, is superior for that type of application. Of course, you're going to spend more money, but it's going to be there for a hundred years. Well, you guys got me worried about water underneath my house, so I I don't care how much money I'm going to spend. Well, I want to go for it. Well, you're trying to save money by spending money, right? That's right. There you go. That's right. Hey, what is the uh, best gutter guard, or one of the, or a couple of names of better gutter guards, Doug? Oh boy, because there's at least thirty different manufacturers, and a lot of them do not work. Yeah. Some of the most nationally recognized brand is Gutter Helmet. Uh, very expensive and functions in certain situations and has limitations. Uh, waterfall gutter guard is one that we like to use. Uh, in our self-cleaning systems. And then another one that we like to use is called SureFlow. What's that last one? What is it called? It's called SureFlow, S-H-U-R-F-L-O. All right. And and we we determine which one to use based on the architectural stylings of the house and the type of trees that are on the property and, of course, what type of roof it has. There's so many different functions that that would help determine which is the best gutter guard here. Why why the trees? It's because of the leaves? Yes, the type of leaves that are coming down. If it's all hardwood, hardwood leaves, yeah, there's a, a larger selection of gutter guards that are effective. Once you start introducing pine straw into the mix, then it causes problems for some of the, the cheaper gutter covers. Is there anything out there, Doug, that you don't recommend as far as gutter guards? Uh, anything that's maybe highly touted or or that you might get at a department store? It, it, it basically a lot of the ones that come at the department store. The holes are just too too big in them. They're a half-inch diameter. They allow a lot of water through, but they allow a lot of debris in. And within one season, your gutters are clogged anyhow, and then you have to, to do the work of pulling the gutter covers off just to clean your gutters back out. So, yeah, there's certainly ones that the holes are any larger than an eighth of an inch in it, then especially with pine straw, the type of debris and dirt that falls off the roof, your gutters will clog with them. So, how, about, how, about the, how, how about the screens that... Um are very, very tightly meshed. What do you think about those? For, um, most people think it would work really good, but it has to have a, a decent structure underneath for 
the water to flow through the screen properly. To keep the water from flowing right over it, you have to have a, a framework underneath it for capillary action for the water to, to be drawn into the gutter. And so a lot of the ones that are sold at the department store at Lowe's don't have that framework underneath them, and they're not nearly as effective, and they can't can't um, handle as much water as, as the better ones. If I have a long roof line, a big house, long roof line, um, how often or how frequent or how many downspouts should there be? You understand what I'm saying? If oh, yeah, I have yeah. a 40 to 60 foot roof line, you put a, yeah, what, what are you going to do? The general rule of thumb is at least 40 feet, you have to have it two downspouts. And anything less, sometimes you can get away with it. But more importantly is the, the size of the roof and how much volume of water is going into that gutter, whether it's 35 foot or 45 foot long. The volume of water may determine that you have to have two downspouts. But in most cases, if, if you're getting to 35, 40 feet, you better have two of them. And 20 to 30 feet and less, if the pitch is right on the house and uh, the, the volume of water that's dumping into that gutter is small enough, you can get away with one downspout. Did you ever, uh, did you ever have a, um, an unusual thing happen while you're up on a roof uh, cleaning out somebody's gutters? Uh, I'm thinking... Wildlife-related questions? Yeah, I talked to someone about one yesterday. Yeah. Which was just one of the largest of these skink lizards that I've ever seen. It was about nine inches long, jumped out of a gutter on me. Yeah. I was, the worst one had to be up on a two-story gutter doing a, a gutter cleaning. A five-foot snake crawled out of the gutter on me. Ooh. Was it a poisonous I, snake? I didn't fall. <laughs> was it a poisonous snake, or no, did it matter? It, was just, it didn't matter. At that point, it moved. <laughs> but it was just a black snake. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. So we're going to call you to clean out our gutters, which is a great. I mean, it's good to know who to call, mm-hmm. and also to install gutter guards and to install gutters or replace what we got. Or uh, repair damage to your gutters that you have existing on your house. We can do that too. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much, Doug, for spending an hour with us. Doug is uh, with Triangle Gutter. And gutter guard, yes. Phone number? Phone number is 919, correct me if I'm wrong, 919-676-5969. Correct. 919-676-5969. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Doug. Thank you for having me on, Dave. All right. Making your home great on WPTF.